Thank you. 
Good morning, Village Fam. It 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 ain't nobody but us in here. Good morning, Village Fam. There we go. All right, y'all. We're getting ready to start service. So if if you're outside, please make your way in. Get comfy. Find your seat. We all at Jesus' house, so everybody's welcome. Morning, guys, and find a seat. We're about to get started here. Just a few seconds. Good morning, Village Church. Welcome to the Village Church, where our mission is to know Jesus, to enjoy Jesus, and to glorify Our vision is broken people coming to If you can, uh, scan the QR code on the front worship guide screen. This will allow you to connect to all our online information about the church. Um, you can connect to the giving, tithes, and offerings, along with our social media platforms. So if you're a first-time guest, please check us out. Um, at the Village Church, we believe that through our giving, tithes, and offerings, you may give to the vision of or you can also mail a check here to our address, 2107 Center Boulevard, Huntsville, Alabama, 35. Or after the service, you can put your offering in that little wooden box in the back of the building. So after worship today, we've got a few things going on. Tomorrow we are scheduled to have the carpet cleaned in here. So if you are able, Um, so we want to clear this space out and bring some carpet cleaning. Um, please help us pack uh, chairs and coffee in the foyer after worship. Uh, we're also giving away some dishes. The church has some tableware that we placed in the glass up that we're probably not going to use because it has too much clutter. So also, after the service, meet us in the fellowship hall um, to take home um, and whatever we don't. So also, after the village uh, meeting, uh, the Goodson group is going to meet in the Village House. The Bricker Village group is going to meet in the Bloodwood. Also coming up on Wednesday, December 14th, corporate prayer from 1 to 7 p.m. or online. Also, please Take a look at that list. Donate, but also
Let's worship. Amen. You guys don't mind standing with us and singing this song. This song's real simple. It says that Jesus is at the center of it all. Amen. This is this is the village church favorite, so don't be afraid to sing it along with us, alright? Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. Y'all sound good. Keep that up. From beginning to the end, it will always be. It's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing Our center say, Jesus, you're the center, and everything revolves around you, Jesus, you, say, Jesus, be the center, Jesus, be the center of my life, that's our prayer, say, Jesus, be the center of my life. will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Everybody say Jesus, Jesus, nothing else, nothing else matters. Nothing in the world, nothing in this world will do. Say Jesus, you're the center. Jesus, you're the
Resolve from my heart, from my heart to the Here's our call to worship. It comes from Exodus 15. And it says, Who is like you, O Lord among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? You have led in your steadfast love. The Lord will reign forever. Amen. Here's another village family favorite. You guys know this song, so sing it with us, all right? Oh, hands up, hearts open, wide as the sky. We lift you high. Yeah, clap a little bit. We lift you high. Hands up, hearts open, wide as we... There you go. Come on. God, we lift your name high. Say that again. Hands up. Hands up, hearts open, wide as... We lift you high. We lift... Lord, we lift you high. Yes. Say hands up, hands up, hearts open, Wide as we cry, God, we lift. Let all the other names, let all the other names fade away. Let all the other names fade away until there's only you. Let all the other names fade away. Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your place. Hands up, hands up, say hey. Hands up, hearts open, wide as the sky. We lift you high, Lord, we lift you high. We lift you, oh, hands up, hands up, hearts open, wide as we cry. We lift your name high. Say, let all the other names stay, say. Let all the other names fade away. Let all the other names, let all the other names fade away. Until there's only you, let all the other names fade away. Jesus, take, Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your, everybody say, Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your place in my heart, say, Jesus, take your place. 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 Let all the other names say. Let all the other names fade away. Let all the other names, let all the other names fade away. Until there's only you, let all the other names fade away. Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your place. Hands up, hands up, say. Hands up, hearts open, wide as the sky. We lift you high. We lift you high. Hands up, hearts open, wide as we cry. Lord, we lift your name. 
Lord, we lift your name high. Say we lift you high. 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 Lord, we lift your name up high. We lift you high. We lift you. We lift you high. We lift you high. We lift. Let all the other names. Let all the other names fade away. Sing that from your heart. Say let. Let all the other names fade away. Until there's only. Until there's only you. Let all the other names fade away. Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your place. Okay, take your seat. Thinking yesterday uh, about the quote C.S. Lewis, writes his book Find the Witch in the Wardrobe. And the quote is something like talking about Aslan. Aslan is not the same, but he is good. He's the king. We really need to remember that <laughs> as we think about Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, it is true that Jesus is not He is good. He came into this earth to make a radical Make us good people, but to actually adopt us into the family to change and renew everything. Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for Help us to not just be comfortable, safe, but to yield ourselves to you, the King of the universe. We know that our goodness, our best goodness, is like filthy rags before your goodness. So, Father, we need you desperately. Draw us into your presence. Help us enter into the Holy of Holies. It may possible through the body of Use the confession of faith comes from the Westminster Catechism, question 21. I'll ask. Question is, who is the Redeemer of the only Redeemer?
If you're able, please stand for the reading of the Word of God. We'll be reading from Romans chapter 5. Here now. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained an introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulation, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. Perseverance proving proven character, and hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out through the Holy Spirit. favorite songs it just says that God is great amen and it declares that he is a great great God you give life you are love you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is One more time, great are you, Lord? Great are you, Lord? It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you, Are you Lord? 
earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Keep on going. Come on. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. One more time. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. It's our breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you. One more time. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you. Only say great. Great are you, Lord. Lift it up with your own heart and say great. Great are you, Lord. One more time. Call him great. Say great. Great are you, Lord. Real soft and sweet. Call him great. really been troopers with me through my prayer topic year. And so we have corporate prayer again this session. And I have this topic this month be praise and thankfulness in the year on that because we felt like really grateful for everyone as we prepare for next year. So Thank you, Lord, for the village and how we have 
each other and what we've been doing in the church. And I pray that that will continue on into the new year. Uh, sermons ending the year out will be one from my heart, maybe a church. Who you are truly, and I know who you are. Reach out to others in the community and in the church. Bless us with silence and Yeah, uh, I have one more announcement. Uh, this Tuesday, the women's ministry will be meeting in the church house. 5.30 dinner will be served and at 6 there will be Bible study. This Thursday, church house. Oh, sorry. This Tuesday, this Tuesday, this Tuesday, 5.30, the women's ministry will meet at church house. 5.30 for dinner, 6 p.m. for the half hour. This upcoming Tuesday. So if you have your Bible, please uh, open it to Romans 5. Romans chapter 5. Advent is a time for believers uh, around the world to celebrate first coming of Jesus, and to look forward with great expectation to his second coming. Do y'all remember what Jesus brings to us? What does he bring? Peace. What else? Presence. <laughs> his presence, yes. Yes, he brings his presence, he brings peace, he brings hope, he brings love, he brings joy. Yet our lives are not always filled with peace, hope, love, and joy. Say that there's a lot of fear and despair and apathy and even some misery. So, so I need y'all to please receive this next statement. Jesus comes and he enters into the nightmares of our life. It's the nightmares of our life. That's what the incarnation is about. Now, we romanticize the Christmas story, but it's actually a horror movie. Because Jesus enters into the nightmares of our life. He enters into our fear, our despair, our apathy, and our misery. And then he replaces each of them with peace, hope, with love, and joy. Because of Jesus Christ, we all can say hallelujah anyhow. Hallelujah anyhow. No matter what comes our way, until Jesus turns our night into day, in our struggles with fear, do you believe it? This morning I'm going to talk about a hope greater than despair. 
hope is greater all our sermon text is Romans 5 verse 25 and here's the big main point a big main idea in this sermon is this because Jesus is our hope we can shout hallelujah anyhow in our program because Jesus is our hope we can shout hallelujah anyhow in our program Holy Spirit, your presence, presence is needed. Know that Jesus ascended, He sent you to live inside of us. And those of us who have salvation. For those of us who are here and know Christ, you are in us, and I pray that, that you will help us and Standing from scripture to preach, pray that you will minister to the places in our lives that need resurrection, that you will minister to our church. I pray that you will help us to remember the great things that God has done for us. Lead us to prayers of thanksgiving and gratefulness. I pray for those that are here who don't know, who don't have faith. Some of them probably don't even want to be here. My prayer, Holy Spirit, is that you would touch their hearts deep. They would see their need for Jesus. Not just counting down to the sermon is over so they can go to lunch. They would have a real experience, a real encounter with Jesus of Nazareth today because of you and your work.
current world events, toxic politics, inflation, peer pressure, car problems, painful betrayals and breakups, wildfires, debts and bills, injustice, sickness, death, injury, hate crimes, broken relationships, shattered dreams, climate change, surgeries, living paycheck to paycheck, and the burdens of home ownership. TVC Saints, we can quickly descend into despair when life turns into Mike Tyson and just constantly Get back up, bam. Try to get back up, bam. Life, what is life punching you with? Or do you have it all together? Are you descending into despair or pretending like everything? Madeline asked, she says, being sad is normal. It's despair. That's despair is like a badly sealed window. It allows all matter of things to leak. That's what it means to be haunted, to be cursed. It's when something takes root in your soul the way mold takes root. Think about what Can you create a word picture in your mind of her illustration? Take it to heart. Despair can take root in your soul like mold can take root in the walls in your house. Now, what's going to happen? If mold takes root in the walls in your house, what's going to happen if you don't treat that mold? Would it be would it be stagnant or is it going to spread? Or is it going to grow? It's going to grow. And the same is true with despair. If it's left untreated, despair will grow inside of you like mold. It will spread from your soul, move to your heart, move to your mind, move to your emotions impact your mental health, impact your physical and spiritual health. And soon and very soon, you'll find yourself in a deep state of depression, feeling trapped with no way out. Despair makes us feel like giving up. It tells you to throw in the towel. Throw your hands up and say, I'm done. Have you ever said that? Despair tells us to quit, give up, it drains us of hope, and it moves you toward hope. Have you ever felt hopeless? People make statements like this: "It's too late for me. No one can help me. It's going to always be like this. My life sucks. It's going to always. I would never be happy. I have no. There's no point of trying it." There's no solution to my problem. I'm cursed. I'm broken beyond repair. I have no hope. Have you ever felt or said those words? Christian hip hop artist Lecrae has a song on his new album that says, Feels like you're in danger right now. Life got your back in the wall. Everything or you're wrong. Even when impossible, you feel like there's no savior I know. Without love, without hope, you're in the world on your own. It seems like it's impossible. 
hold on, hold on, hold on. Are y'all holding on? The only way we can hold on is if we have a hope that's greater than despair. And please know, a hope greater than despair is in a place, it is in a thing, it is in a movement, not what's going to be on your Christmas tree, it's not in good circumstances, it's not in anything in this world. But this hope is otherworldly. A hope greater than despair is a person at Jesus Christ, period. And the only way Jesus can be your hope is you got to have a saving faith. Like I said about peace, you can't bypass Jesus to get this type of hope. He says in John 14, on the way, on the truth, and the life. So if you haven't, then I exhort you and encourage you to, to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, to repent of your sins, surrender to him as, as your Lord and Savior, trust him. But only then will you be saved. You have to have saving faith in Jesus in order to have a hope that's greater than despair. And that is true because of what Jesus does during his lifetime. Why does he come? Why is the advent? Why the incarnation? Why does he come? Paul tells us in Romans 4.25, he says, Jesus was delivered up for our transgression and raised for our justification. There's a hollow in the house. Jesus comes to earth to be the sacrificial lamb for all of us. Passing, present, that Christmas story. It's a horror movie. He dies on the cross as as our substitute, and three days later he's raised again to life. What does justification mean? What is it? Paul gives more details in chapter five, verse one. He says, "Therefore, since we have been justified by faith." The Greek terms, the Greek term that's, that's, that's translated justified means to be declared righteous. Please notice that the phrase says, since we have been justified, it's in the passive voice. This is what Christian theologians call a theological passive because it's what God is doing. He's doing the action. God alone is the one who justifies. He alone declares someone to be righteous. How? It's true saving. Faith Christ alone. So if you have saving faith in Jesus this morning, then God has declared you righteous in Christ. Do you believe? Do you believe? The Westminster Shorter Catechism question thirty three asks, What is justification? Justification is an act of God's free grace, whereby he pardons all of our sins and accepts us as righteous in his sight. Only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us, to us, and received by faith alone. TBC saying, justification by faith is what first lets Jesus into your heart, to your life, to your fear, to your despair. Remember what I said earlier. America take root and soul like mold planted walls and Some of you have been trying to move you. 
Not only does he remove the man, he sets the Think about that. I said it's something similar to this last week about our fear. He joins us in our distress. He, he's with us in the hardships and the situations and the difficult circumstances, the trials and the suffering and the disappointment. He's with us in that. Before he, move, before he removes the mold, he gets his hands dirty with is that to Jesus you know? Or to Jesus you know, just going to do all the cleaning, he ain't going to get dirty. He'll clean you. He'll wipe them all up, but you don't, he don't want none of it on him. That's not Jesus of the Bible. That's not Jesus of Nazareth. Think about this. You do realize the incarnation of Jesus getting dirty, right? Because he was in glory. He, he was in glory. So him being found in the, in, the, in the form of humanity, that's him getting dirty with our humanness. So he's a savior that's willing to get dirty. Psalm 40, verses 1 and 3 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined me and heard my cry. He, he drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the mud. He set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Pope John, Pope John Paul II said, We do not do not abandon yourselves to despair. We are Easter people. Hallelujah. In Christ, our song of hallelujah, amen. In Christ, we don't have to live in despair. Hallelujah. Amen. In Christ, we can struggle with despair without it crushing us. Hallelujah, anyhow. Why is this true? It's because of our justice. It's because of what he has done for us. The Apostle Paul shows us three realities of our justification by faith. That Christ brings us. First, there's peace with God. Look at verse 1 again. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I talked about this last week in last week's sermon. So I'm not going to go into much detail about what that means. So if you want to know what does peace with God mean, you got to go back and listen to the sermon from last week. But I, here's my short explanation. Justification removes God's anger and wrath towards us. It takes away the hostility between us and God. Justification brings reconciliation between you and God. You now have peace. Second, there is access into the grace in which we stand because of justification. This access is we now have a right to enter into God's presence without without fear. We enter into his presence with knowing that we have been fully accepted. You know what God's grace means? It means he's unmerited. So Christ doesn't just give us peace with God. He has made it where we can do life with God as we please. We walk with God. There is never a time we God's favor is never upon us. Even when you fall short. Even in your struggle. Still. That is the grace in which we stand. Third, 
hope and the glory of God. Verse 2. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. This is the hope that's greater than we have. And Paul says that we can boldly have confidence in this hope. See, Christian hope is, is to, it looks forward to the future with assurance and expectation and anticipation and confidence. This future here is the glory of God, which is a, a reference to the promises of God being fully realized in our life in Nazareth. What it means. Who remember God who remembers God's promise to Abraham? What did God promise Abraham in Genesis 12? He called Abraham, changed his name. What did he promise? God promised Abraham that he would be the father of many In Romans 4, this is, this is what Paul says. In hope, Abraham believed again. That he should become the father of many nations, as he had been told. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, or when he considered the barrenness of his wife, Sarah. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in faith and gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. So when you have hope as a Christian, when you're living in hope, you fully believe that God is able to do what he has promised. Christian hope is not wishful thinking. It's not high in the sky. It's a hope greater than despair because it's not based on us not even based on our performance. It's because of who Jesus is, what he has done for us, and what our God is. Our hope is filled with certainty. Our hope knows that all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. But now hope greater than despair isn't just about the future. It was, and it kind of will be part of but it also makes a difference in our present lives. On this side of glory, we can experience Christian hope. It changes the way we respond when, when, when life turns into Mike Tyson and starts punching us in the face. It changes the way we respond to hardships and, and sufferings. It changes the way we respond when despair tries to take root in our soul. Paul says, we boast in the hope of the glory of God. More than that, we boast in our suffering. We boast in the hope of the glory of God. More than that, we boast in our suffering. What in the world is he talking about? Has this man fallen off his rocker? Please know he's saying he's not talking about boasting for suffering or boasting in suffering itself. Christians are, are not to rejoice. Christians are to rejoice in suffering. We're called to rejoice as we're experiencing suffering and, and hardships and difficulties. One pastor says, there's no joy in the actual troubles themselves. God hates the pain and troubles of this life. And so should we. While that Christian knows that the suffering, that suffering have beneficial results. A Christian is not a stoic who faces suffering by gritting their teeth. Christians look through suffering 
to their certainties. They rest in the knowledge that troubles only increase their joy and appreciation of those certainties. Do you know what your certainties are in Christ? Do you know them? Because if you don't know them, you're going to have a hard time looking at them when you're going through it. That should push you back to the scriptures. Those certainties are God's promises to you, to his people. And one of the greatest ones is that I will never leave you nor forsake you. The beneficial results of our sufferings is seen in verses 3 and 4. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. But we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. This term knowing is a, is a participle, and a, and a better translation would be while knowing. The knowledge here isn't just some abstract knowledge about theological concepts and Bible stories. This is faith. This is belief. This is hope. This is an assurance that Jesus himself is at work in the midst of our suffering. That's an amen statement, a hallelujah in the house statement. Faith faith lets you know that you are not alone or abandoned by God in your suffering. It lets you know God is not punishing you, even though he, let's be honest, he allows us to go through the suffering. But we still can't blame him for it. Instead, he uses our suffering to produce things in our life. He uses it to sanctify us. Hebrews 12.10 says, For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect and mature through suffering. That is Jesus. And God does the same to us. He matures us through the process of trials. How is gold refined? Is gold refined through a snowstorm? Through fire. And so are we. Suffering produces endurance, which means you grow in perseverance and you grow in patience. It means you, you don't lose heart in the midst of great suffering. Some of you are going to lose loved ones, lose jobs, grow through financial crisis. Others may face life-threatening sicknesses and disease. Christmas does not mean you get your best life now or a pass on suffering. It means you get the best comforter and sustainer and redeemer you're ever going to have in this life. That's what Christmas means. That when I'm going through it, Jesus is with me. When I'm going through it, he's able to sustain me. When I'm going through it, my Redeemer still lives. And this stuff is either true or it's a lie. In him, you can face suffering with with suffering head on with boldness and confidence and, and assurance. Not in a state of denial, but as you holding firm to the fact that God has us. He has you. So you can shout hallelujah in the house. 
hope lets us know. Hope lets us be honest about what we're going through. But it also lets us know that the sufferings that we're going through will not have the last word. It would, they would not have the last word. Why? Because of Jesus. Next, endurance produces character. This term character means, it's, it's a, it means tested character, proven character. I call it battle-scarred character. A lot of us have battle-scars as Christians because of stuff we've been through. We have battle-scars as a church, as individuals, as families. Even young kids have battle-scars. Many of us have heard stories and testimonies from believers who, who came out on the other side of some great hardships, and it changed them and it strengthened them. Those believers have battle-scarred character. They have, they have been tested and refined through the fire of hardship. God does that through us. And finally, this battle-scarred character produces hope in the here and now. Paul said this hope does not put us to shame. Think about that. It does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured in our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given to us. When is the last time you prayed to the Spirit? When was the last time you asked him to help you believe and embrace the hope that you have in Christ? Please know you have hope even if you're not if you even if you don't live even if you're not living in it. Because you're not the one that gives it to you, Jesus gives it to you. So it's a truth that's not dependent upon your performance and productivity. It's not even dependent upon you believing everything perfectly. It's dependent upon his finished work. So the prayer is Holy Spirit, help my unbelief. The prayer is Holy Spirit, help me see the things that, that I can't see. Holy Spirit, help me see past the hardships and see the certainties of what you have done for me. I wish, I wish God promised us an easy and perfect life without suffering. I wish that. This week will be the one-year anniversary of my dad passing, the 14th. That's going to be a hard day for me, a very hard day. I remember when, it, when, it, when I got the phone call from my mom. I felt like everything just fell apart. And it took me a while to give that pain, that loss, that grief to Jesus. And I know come the 14th, all those emotions are going to come back. And the only way I won't wallow in self-pity and grief is that I have to know that Jesus is there with me. And he won't let me live in it. So the, the struggle is real. Uh, what I'm telling you is not some motivational speech, not something just to, you know, to, for self-help. This is truth for real-life despair, for real-life hardships. Our hardships in life, they make us hope and long for heaven and for Jesus to return. They make us long for it more. And at the same time, this hope is, is an assurance and a reminder, again, that God has not forsaken you to the sufferings of your life. For his grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in 
our weakness so we can shout hallelujah in God. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Hallelujah. Anyhow. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. Hallelujah. Anyhow. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Hallelujah. Anyhow. We're struck down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. Anyhow. For in Christ, we have a hope that's greater than all of our despair. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are hope. You are hope. You're hope itself. And even though sometimes we don't feel it, that we, that we have hope, we don't always feel hopeful. Thank you that who you are is not dependent upon our emotions. Thank you for the certainties and the promises that are yes and amen in your name. And Holy Spirit, I pray that as we go out, that you will help us to remember those promises. Help us to remember God's goodness. Help us to know that the trials that we're facing and the ones that we will face will not have the final say over our life because we have been spoken for. Our names have been changed. And we do not navigate this life as orphans and, or as practical atheists, but we, we are beloved sons and daughters of a good father who is with us in the things that we go through. And sometimes he allows us to go through it for whatever reason it may be. But the word tells us that he is good, faithful, kind, just, loving, and that his mercies are new every morning. Every morning. So Holy Spirit, let us walk in these new morning mercies. I pray for all this in Christ's wonderful name. Amen. Saints, will you please stand as we close our service?
you're uh, joining us today for worship. Thank you so much for, for being with us. And also, don't forget about the Great Dish Giveaway that's in the Fellowship Hall. So please get some dishes for yourself or family and friends who may need them. We would like to have all of them leave today if possible. And also, uh, please help with the chairs. We're having the carpet clean tomorrow. They can go up here on the uh, platforms. We stack some in my office and out in the uh, foyer. Now, here's God's benediction to his beloved. Now, may the peace of, now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. And the Lord be with you all. And all God's people said, amen. Please greet one another, saints.